What's going on, guys? Hey, it's Anthony here at the Coach Jack Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's Monday Madness. Podcast. Hope you guys had a great weekend, and I hope you have a great week kicking you off with this episode. Guys, we're going to talk a little bit about collectability. Collectability. Collectible. Collectible or collectability? It's collectible. Collectibilities. Um, before I dive into this, as always, please take a moment, hit the subscribe button. We appreciate you, those that are doing that. And yeah, so let's talk collectibles. It shouldn't be news to you that I, since COVID, really kind of kicked the uh, collectible hobby back into high gear for myself. And there's several reasons why, now in hindsight, on why I have done this. I mean, first and foremost, I needed something to kind of occupy my mind as COVID was fucking ripping the economy and and just ripping through everything. And I elected to uh, dive back into the collectibles market. And while I had a ton of baseball cards from my childhood and through stints of collecting, I also had some some uh, goofy money that I'd picked up on my, on my ways, uh, through the years. And I had a couple boxes of comic books that I've added to through the years, whenever I made it to comic shop or, uh, you know, I was doing auctions regularly, like, uh, estate and goods auctions. And I picked up a couple boxes and some books through that and, and what have you. And as COVID or as 2020, kind of uh got going here i wanted to find something that was positive to kind of put some of my spare time to i was also in a bit of a uh funny situation with doing my youtube channels the main reason why i've had youtube channels and have youtube channels and uh i love doing the podcast is I feel like I'm building something. I feel like I am contributing uh, from a creative standpoint, right? Not, not in the sense that I'm, I'm saving world, world hunger or what have you, but nonetheless, it's a creative endeavor that allows me to express just like me talking about what I'm talking about today uh, to, to a larger audience. And I hope, you know, whether, whether you, utilize some of the utilitarian tips or maybe it's entertaining or what have you. Um, but I found myself a wanting to kick, you know, get this podcast up and going from my side. And then Dustin and I had some great conversations and we elected, let's give this thing a fair shake. We got back on to culture jacked and that was a regular thing I needed. I wanted something else that I could do year round uh, that is, you know, semi-affordable, that has resources, that allows me to evolve. And obviously, the collectibles market definitely has all of those things. Um, also, from a storage standpoint, because I was doing a lot of things with cars and trucks, and, and I still do some stuff with cars and trucks, don't get me wrong. Um, the car, It was getting very expensive. I was running out of space. I was having issues with trying to keep up with that. And I had to make a decision because it's like either 
I'm going to go run a shop or some kind of storage facility to start storing vehicles and to work on them. Or I'm going to find something that I can do rain or shine, cold or hot outside. And it just kind of naturally fell together between that and then doing Culture Jacked kind of uh, inspired me to want to get back into uh, the collecting hobby. So that's that's kind of where that is at the moment. Now, you fast forward. Uh, let's see. I've been doing this <clears throat> hobby consistently for, let's see, if it was 2020, spring of 2020. So I'd say summer, mid, early summer, late spring. Um, I started picking up more comics. So, you know, going on a year and a half, two years, this year, 2020 was really cool. I got to do a lot of things that uh, I never, never expected uh, to be able to do. And I'll talk about those in a minute. But more or less, my point is I got back into this hobby, not really knowing where I was going. Okay. Which was fun. It was exciting. And it still is exciting to this day. Um, Not knowing a lot of people in the hobby not knowing kind of what was the current state. And at the time it wasn't so good uh, in the sense that shit was getting super expensive, super quick. And then we hit a little bit of a lull into uh, Christmas season, early spring, and then it picked right back up. And then end of summer, we hit a little bit of a lull in the collectible market and, and what have you. But the resources and understanding and, and which is endless, like it is endless while you can understand certain characters. And I'm going to talk about comic books specifically, you can understand certain characters and understand why this is more expensive than that. And you start to understand condition on why condition influences price so heavily um, in most cases and why the collectible is hot and then it's done and why this, that, and the other. And so I've amassed quite a collection <laughs> over the last last fuck, two years. In addition to the couple of short boxes I had, I've probably what got 15 now or maybe more of these, of these. And then I branched off and got into trade paperbacks and then I branched off and got into this and then so forth and so on. So today, actually, before I recorded this, I was, I was pondering a couple of ideas I've kicked around about talking, you know, what do I want to talk about on the podcast and this, that, and the other. And yesterday, so I was thinking about that this morning, but yesterday while I was preparing, so right now I'm preparing to send a batch of comic books to go get graded. I think I talked about this before, but uh, ultimately what that means is I have a book of, of some sort of value in my case, uh, for significant reasons. One or a couple of books is because the Hawkeye run, I've got the first, second and third appearance of Maya Lopez and Echo, which in comic books, uh, depending on how the character is introduced, you can have that and the prices are going up. Uh, as far as value goes. And so that's an example. I've got some Gore the God Butcher stuff and and a lot of other things. I don't want to get too far into the comic books themselves. But nonetheless, I'm going through about a dozen books, 10 to 15 books right now. And I ultimately what I'm doing is I have to take them out of the bags and boards and I go through them with gloves on and then I'm cleaning, hand cleaning them, which 
triggered the first thought of, okay, I got to talk about this on the podcast because uh, while you may not be into what I'm talking about at all, it's something to think about because you may know someone that is, or maybe you have baseball cards, magic cards, any collectible really for that matter, because with collectibles, a scarcity plays a part, condition plays a part, relevancy plays a part and many other factors, but those essentially kind of build out the uh, the main parts of it. And while I was all gloved up, I put down a white poster board like you'd make a collage in junior high for uh, science class or history class. I've got that laid down and I've got document cleaners, which are non-abrasive, so non-chemical document cleaners. And then I've got this other stuff that looks like uh, um, an eraser kind of. And I'm cleaning the shit out of these these two older books that I'll send off probably the latter part of next month. And then I'm going through these books I want to send immediately. And I found myself in this situation thinking about this. And that's again, why this morning after uh, I was swaying toward a different subject, I was like, no, you know what? Let me talk about this because I think it's interesting. And I, I wish uh, I would have heard someone talk about this before I got into the hobby, because I would have started this a lot earlier. So, here I am yesterday going through these books meticulously to see and to consider what grading condition am I submitting these at? Because that really does determine value. Um, so comic grading essentially goes from zero or 0.5 to 10 and 10 being like flawless, which very, very rarely happens. And then it goes like 9.9, 9.8, 9.6, 9.4, 9.2, 9.0, you know, and then vice versa goes kind of escalates down from there in those denominations or similar. And the goal always is to get the highest grade possible because then the collectability of it and the value of it is always higher. And I'm sitting here doing this and then I, uh, I have a press which essentially is a t-shirt press that you use for comic books, but I have a steel plate that I had to buy and put it over the pad. And then I've got Teflon paper and then I've got this other paper so I can insert. It's quite a process. And then before you even press anything, you have to put it in a water chamber, uh, essentially humidification chamber um, without a humidifier with just standing water so that the paper isn't dry. And there's a big difference between paper now, current modern comics versus paper from the 70s or 80s or 60s. And I just find it to be super interesting from from a collectability standpoint and a collectible standpoint, but also from just a standpoint of like, man, this is crazy. I I was thinking about that this morning again while I'm sitting here like, man, I'm just going to talk about this because it's pretty wild to consider the lengths that one will go to prepare to get said thing graded in an attempt to get the highest grade possible. So the value is retained within the collectible in this case is comic books, but there's also very, very expensive books, regular books, first, first edition, second edition, third editions. Um, books that are 50 years old, 100 years old, 150 years old, so forth and so on. And there are many other things. Currency, there's really old, rare currency that's worth a ton of money, a hell of a lot more than the face value. And while 
you know, everything's a little different in that sense. Um, I, I just find it to be very, very interesting. Uh, a, you know, the, the point of trying to do what you can do without altering the document or altering the comic book or altering the currency, uh, because technically you, you should not use chemicals because if you do use chemicals and they're identified during grading for most collectibles with paper, that will degrade the value because you ultimately altered the said product, which is crazy. I mean, so that that's the kind of shit that's been running through my mind lately. While also thinking about this, I was, uh, I picked, I've, I've picked up quite a few books and, and there's reasons behind it. There's reasons behind me uh, getting ready to grade and sell more books or uh, getting ready to grade because hopefully in 2020, I will turn around and start selling a large portion of these and build it, which will then allow me to uh, continue building my personal collection um, and, and hopefully turn it into where the hobby is kind of funding itself. That's the goal. Um, and I think I really have an opportunity with that, but I got to continue building the collection and understanding and, and continuing to uh, utilize my resources, what have you. But the other day, um, I received a package that I ordered and I ordered this, I ordered several comic books from, from this guy. In fact, me and this guy talk regularly. You can check him out. He's mad bees comics on IG. He's uh, bees comics on whatnot. If you're interested in looking at some books, anyways, this dude has this, uh, crazy deal where he gets to get comics, uh, from a prestige collection. It's fucking wild, right? So you get to see comic books from the sixties, seventies, even the eighties that are prestigious. Like these are books that are like crazy to see them. They're beautiful books and, and the condition is crazy. So anyways, I've, I've talked to this guy on and off for, for weeks now and I've bought some comic books from him. Drink some coffee. Um, very cool dude. Anyways, he kicks this auction off the other night and he, uh, and he puts out, and this book is not in good condition. There's tears, there's it's wrinkled, but it, it was a amazing adult fantasy number 15 from 1961. And so I bid on it and I think it cost me 11 bucks and I'm looking at this thing. And, and while in good condition, this book is worth a tremendous amount of money um, because adult or amazing adult fantasy was the prelude to amazing fantasy and this was an evolving time for Marvel. Okay. So they were trying to f- figure out the names and they were trying to do some stuff differently. And so this part of the run, and I can't remember what the original, let me look it up real quick. Cause I can't remember what the, what's the original run name. So they changed the name on this. And I found this to be very interesting. Uh, amazing fantasy. Oops. Original names. Let's see if this uh, shows me. Doom, doom, doom. Oh, Jesus. Looks like Wikipedia like wants me to donate money. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Amazing Adult Fantasy, retitled Amazing Fantasy in its final issue, is an adult comic book anthology series published by Marvel Comics from 1961 to 1962 with the, the latter title revived with superhero features in 1995 and in the 2000s. The final issue, 1960s issue, Amazing Fantasy 15. Well, what's the original name? Because that's not the 
original name. Oh, there it is. Okay, that's the original name. That's what I was looking for. Okay, so in 1961, uh, Marvel created uh, Amazing Adventures from issue one through six with some crazy kooky characters. Issue seven, they changed the name to Amazing Adult Fantasy in which they say, the this is their quote, and this is in the 60s. The quote is, the magazine that respects your intelligence is posted, is plastered on this comic book. I love it. I think that's so crazy. So Amazing Adult Fantasy, I picked up issue nine, is from issue seven through 14, which is 1961, December, to 1962, July. They then change the name again for the final issue. They remove the adult and they just call it Amazing Fantasy 15. Okay, so uh, in 1961, that was uh, Stan Lee. Stan Lee and and, uh, counterparts, Steve Ditko, Jack Kirby, Don Heck, Paul Rainman. And so the amazing part about this is this, guys. So actually, again, I have issue number nine, uh, Amazing Adult fantasy. It's a very goofy, quirky, nineteen early nineteen sixties cover and comic book. Amazing Fantasy fifteen is the first appearance. So Spider Man debuts in Amazing Fantasy fifteen right as they wrap up that run of comic books, which I found to be extremely just crazy. I I, I just find that super interesting. And, and wild. And if you get the time, look up uh, Amazing Adventures and Amazing Fantasy. Because these are like crazy monster, like monster-ish creatures. You know, these are 10-cent cover, 12-cent cover books. Um, and I thought that that was a really cool and unique situation that essentially led to amazing fantasy 15, which is a crazy book. People, you just don't have that in your collection. I definitely don't have it in my collection, but it's interesting to me because now I have a comic book that is essentially the predecessor to amazing fantasy 15, which I think is cool. But the story that goes with that outside of the Spider-Man story that comes in 15 or the uh, character story that comes with seven or the character story that comes with nine or what have you, I find to be exactly, I I just find it to be very, very cool and very interesting because that's a part of American history. It's a part of Marvel history that a lot of people don't understand. Um, And now, you know, and I've known about that for a while. I never thought I would get one of the books Granted, again, this is not a showpiece. I mean, it's a showpiece in the sense like, hey, guys, check this out. This is really cool. This is the story. It's not a showpiece as in look at the value of this comic book. Um, I just still find that to be extremely interesting and and pretty darn cool because of the story and because of the lineage and because of the changes and because of the things that come with it. And again, You know, I I have spent a considerable amount of time over the last couple of years investing time, money, um, energy, not only in the the hobby itself or the collecting uh, the collecting part of it, but you know, I've got I, I've got uh, some of the other stuff that's going on along with it. I've met some incredible people in the space, uh, which which is phenomenal. I mean, I've I've got to do uh, a couple of shows with my local comic shop and the guys over the guys and gals over there, which is awesome. Angus comics of Alaska. 
I've got to talk to to regular people that are within my geographical location and a lot of people outside of my geographical location. And then I've asked a lot of questions from large, um, some of the big guys in the space and got answers and vice versa. I've been asked questions by people that are just coming into the hobby. And I find it to be a, a very unique community of people that, obviously have a common interest in this case it's it's comic books but when you start considering that with some of some of the endless possibilities some of the endless things um that one can do and one can accomplish within the hobby that they love and and there's so many different examples guys i mean um a different example if you kind of remove the collectability is like playing video games you love playing halo halo infinite multiplayer just came out a few weeks ago you solely that's your that's your jam man that's that's your fucking thing you're gonna play that for the next year and a half well growing with the community in there um getting buddies that are in there or or get you know gaining friends going into forums and discussing it and talking about the new patches and this that and the other while it it isn't my thing (laughs) it isn't necessarily my thing um it, it still is a part of these communities that are thriving within the global markets or within, yeah, really within the global markets because they drive sales, they drive questions, they shit in some cases. Um, some of these uh, influence changes like in, in video gaming have influences, have influence changes in the games because the voice was there. And I, I just find that aspect of it very interesting. And there's a ton of backstories. There's a ton of, dialogue that the the general the joe blow guy the layman in the hobbies may not understand may not hear may not a lot of things and i find it to be um very cool in one hand and, and in the other hand um under publicized like especially with a lot of this comic stuff i think i've mentioned it before you guys can go on to youtube and look at the uh image comics uh story then I encourage you to do so because it's not just about comic books. Um, while yes, it is. It's also about business. It's about a bunch of guys coming together uh, to make a change in the market. And they did, they were the biggest thing in the comic industry in the early to mid nineties. They were outselling everybody. They went from um, working for the man to being the man being uh number two in sales for comic books. And when you're talking about an independent company um, that are creative geniuses at the time, it's wild, but it wasn't sustainable. Some of their practices and they actually talk through that. And while I get excited because uh, I've been a fan of some of those guys, I was also excited to hear the story in the boom. I mean, there was uh, like, leading members of Wu-Tang Clan showed up for these comic book signings uh, right when they were released. That's how big stuff got. A lot of other celebrities, a lot of other industries came together during these times, which ultimately Image Comics, in my opinion, and what they created with Top Cow and with with some of these other um, leaders from the industry, they changed the 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 comic book industry forever, not only from a creative standpoint, but also from a business standpoint in which we see 
we still see some of that impact and that, that the results of that today with people wanting to go independent, people doing this, that, and image comics is as successful as ever. Todd McFarlane and what he's done with spawn and what he's done with McFarlane toys. It's amazing. I'm not going back into all of that. Um, but I did want to share some of the, um, information that, that I have collected both, the historical stuff about the amazing fantasy, the image stuff, and also uh, my perspective and the reasons that I've been in this hobby and am going to continue to be um, the work that goes behind it. A lot of people lose sight or don't understand. And that's fine. Like I, like I am totally, totally good with that. It's like one of many things in life that you don't understand. Um, and you may disregard it. Maybe you dislike it. Maybe you, you, you show distaste for, utilizing time and money for said thing. But at the end of the day, what I would say is, is this, whether it's comic books, if it's currency, if it's fucking teaspoons, a video game, as long as it's something positive that you're spending your time on and that you're, you understand and, and there's value to be had, whether that's financial, mental health, uh, um, creativity and many other things, then you're on the right track. And at this time, I know a lot of people that could use a solid hobby to kind of derail them from the daily life and allow them to explore alternatives uh, with their time, such as video games or comic books or reading, reading a fucking book in a series or drawing a picture, painting, playing the guitar, playing a video game. Um, fuck whittling a stick. It doesn't matter guys. Um, it, it was just one of those things. We're getting close to Christmas. I'm trying to get all this stuff done. Um, and from, from the, uh, hobby side of things before Christmas hits. And I, w- I wanted to share it with you because I found it to be quite unique. I found it to be interesting. And I also found, uh, that I don't think a lot of people know about a lot of the stuff from having to go through and inspect these comics and clean them. And that again, the funny part to me about all of this is I am not talking about characters in comics with the exception of an example I left earlier. I'm not talking about moon Knight. I'm not talking about Thor. I'm not talking about Spider-Man. I'm talking about the, the, the paper hobby of it as a whole guys. So I'm going to leave it at that enough of me ranting and, and tearing through it. Hopefully, you know, maybe this was insightful for you and, and, and enjoyable. If not, I uh, got to talk about it <laughs> and there it is. Obviously I'm through, I'm sure through time I will continue kind of picking up and dropping some of these points. I find that this is a uh, fun hobby for me. It also blends well with culture jacked in my opinion uh, a, because of the hobby aspect collectability and the influence comic books have had with TV, movies, the the figures, the fucking clothing, the cards, the um, and that's that's the fun and exciting part for me is understanding some of this stuff. Even though the stories are different, the arcs are different, the characters are often different. It still is relevant. And what we got going on and, and I'm enjoying myself. It's uh it, it's been a fun hobby. Um, I'm excited to uh, make some changes and pivot in 2022 as mentioned. And I'm sure I'll, I'll bring that up a time or two here in the uh, podcast as well. So let's leave it at that guys. Thank you so much for tuning in the Monday madness. Thank you for hanging on and listening to me and dive into this at this point, guys, we do need your help though. Please share 
and subscribe or follow. Drop us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. We really do appreciate it. Dustin and I are coming up with new stuff every single week for you. We've got the standing um, shows, which is Thursday. Dustin's diving knee deep into video games. Friday, he's bringing his original content, guys. I mean, it's it's not something that he just has, and it's just like Monday Madness for myself. I don't just have this stuff. We're 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 trying to dive in deep. We're trying to give you some unique perspectives, um, and, and give you something a little special there. Uh, so that's Dustin's Friday show. Saturday, we have been on and off doing the on this episode where we're diving into TV shows, movies, and much more. Sunday is the weekend wire where I dive into some current news and information in the TV and movie space in the Monday Madness. Of course, you get the original content from myself. So that's the lineup for you. Um, if that's not enticing enough, guys, it's free. Right now, we're not charging you a damn thing. So hit that subscribe button, follow button. And uh, yeah, make sure, share the content, drop a review. We really do appreciate it, guys. We've done a lot of incredible things here in 2021. Um, and we've got some exciting stuff coming in 2022 as well. So with that being said, guys, we'll catch up with you in the next episode.